For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done. Father himself loves you because you have loved me and have believed that I came from God. Recorded I came from live. the Father and have come into the world, and now I'm leaving the world and going to the Father. <laughs> the disciples were like, ah, isn't that funny? Ah, ah, let's read the word together. What does it say? Ah, now you're speaking plainly and not using figurative speech. Now we know that you know all things and do not need anyone to question you. This is why we believe that you came to see that he was reading their minds. If you understand what they're saying there, he was telling them, you're thinking this, you're wondering this, you're talking about this. And they're like, huh? You really are from God. We're blown away. Jesus answered them. <laughs> uh, kind of, um, I wouldn't say sarcastically, but, but, but certainly he's confronting their newfound confidence. Really? Really? Do you now believe? Really? Do you now believe? The NIV honestly translates this poorly. NIV says, at last. But it isn't the point. He's not saying you believe. He's questioning the fact that they really, and you can tell from what he says next. Do you now believe? Behold, the hour is coming. Indeed, it has come. When you'll be scattered. Notice, not into little groups. Each to his own home. And will leave me alone. He's feeling that pain already. Yet I'm not alone, for the Father is with me. I have said these things to you, that in me you may have, next word, there it is, peace, peace. Peace. It's interesting, as you notice this, that even though Jesus questions their allegiance, um, he does not abandon them. Make a note of this. Jesus does not abandon us just because we abandon him. They all are going to blow out of here on me, but I'm not going to leave you, but you're going to leave me. Right. And then that word. I've said these things to you that in me you may have peace. How interesting. I don't know how many of you can remember January 2013, but the first three messages of the year were how to have peace with God. And now that we are coming to the end of our year together, how could I have known, how could you have known, how could we have known the ways in which we would need God's peace this year? We defined it as the calm assurance that what God is doing is best. And, and you know, people are going through things. People two rows back from you, one person over from you. People are facing things. We're facing things. And I'm telling you, this peace is real. It's a real thing. It passes understanding. If you have it, people will look at you and, How are you? Are you still peace? God gives peace. 
assurance that what God is doing is best, that at, at some point darkness will give way to light, valley will give way to mountain again, and God will be shown true and victorious and right and awesome as he's been all along, and everybody who held on to Jesus and held on to his peace will be thankful that they did. And so, um, you know, peace, that's kind of hard to come up with something for that. So I had this little uh, peace dove thing, and um, I've actually been working on this. This is going to be the first time I've ever done a miracle in church. This... <laughs> All right. I am, I am yet to do a miracle in church. <laughs> but I've experienced a miracle. Yeah. I've experienced the miracle of this peace. A calm assurance. When I haven't had it, it's because I gave it up myself. And when I've wanted it and sought it again, he's given it freely and generously. It's really an awesome gift. Jesus knows how to give uh, good gifts uh, to his children. Um, Ultimate joy answered prayer, Father, love, lasting peace. Last verse, last part of the verse. I've said these things to you that in me you may have peace. In the world, someone get ready to say amen. In the world you will have tribulation, but take heart. The words there, take heart, um, are pretty phenomenal words. Just jot this down, an overcoming heart is the final gift. And the words take heart mean take courage. Some translations say be of good cheer. The idea of cheerful, courageous, confident, joyful, seizure of every challenge. In the world you'll have tribulation. Take heart. I've overcome the world. Now just look up here for a minute. Take heart is such a good word. It's the idea of get after it. Get after it. Don't sit back on your heels. Don't hang your harps on willows. Don't, don't, don't believe that your best days are behind you. Step up into the faithfulness and promises of God. Be of good cheer. Have a courageous heart. Get after it. God has some awesome things coming for us, and I just see such good things come from perseverance. When I was young, I, I, I played basketball, and when my knees and ankles got too bad, I played more golf, and... I don't know, the last few years I've just got kind of sick of golf, and I tried a couple of different games that just weren't worth it. And so I decided a uh, a couple or three years ago that I was, um, this should make you laugh if you know me, it made my family laugh, I decided that I was going to be a hunter. (laughs) Thank you for that. And and, and, uh, um, you guys have the gift of discouragement today. No, no, for really, though, no. I, I, I it was going to be a hunter, so I, you know, tried a couple of things that didn't work, and I went with some friends, and it took too long, and you had to be quiet the whole time, and, and it was just it was terrible. So I got real serious about it last spring, and one of the men, Bill Martin, in our church, who was one of the founders of our church, he's been here since the first Sunday, and Bill Martin took me out to Idaho to this guy that he knew, and, and uh, he met something, some walking the word guy, I think, and a uh, listener, and anyway, we went... A bear hunting. I sat up in a, in a 18 feet off the ground with my 308 rifle and ready to go, ready to go. Two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight hours. I mean nothing but the wind through the trees and a little weeping on my part. Then, 
day two, same, nothing. Day three, same, nothing. One time, in the middle of day three, I saw a little bear kind of come maybe, I don't know, 500 yards too far away, kind of looked around and ran away. He's like, yeah, this is, this is really awesome. <laughs> Finally, on the last day, in the last hour of the last day, before we had to go home, big chocolate brown bear comes into the camp comes right up to the, they have these, like, these bait that they put out for them, and I'm telling you, it was right there. Now, some of you are like, don't kill it. Wrong. <laughs> and I took the best aim that I could, and I went right in on that thing, and I, I missed. <laughs> I missed. And I'm telling you something. I was so upset. I haven't even had a look. I would have told you that story a long time ago. I've been too upset about it. <laughs> This past week, I went up to Michigan with uh, Jeff Donaldson, and uh, we went uh, deer hunting. Check this. Do not cry for that deer. Do not do it. Killed Bambi. I knew. I was ready to hear all that. I'm, I'm really amazed. I'm really amazed how people look at people who have accomplished something and they think that they got a deal, found a shortcut, won the lottery, what? I don't know anything worthwhile in this world, certainly I don't know anything in Christ's kingdom that doesn't require a lot of endurance, perseverance, staying after it. And here Jesus Christ gives us such a good word as our final Christmas gift. He gives us, you know, be of good cheer. I have overcome the world and so on. So I took that as my my good cheer thing. And then I had this idea that I could put all of these uh, together into one. I'm going to get the right one first here. I think that one goes in and then that one goes in, correct. And then that one, but I was supposed to put the lids on, but I forgot to. The reason I did all of that was so that I could show you this. This is this is the gift right here. The gift is Jesus. The gift is Jesus. With him you get everything. Without him you have nothing no matter what you have. Amen? Amen. Merry Christmas. Thank you for joining us on uh, Walk in the Word TV. We're talking about Christmas, of course, because it's near Christmas. We're so excited about this season. We love this season around here, obviously, as I'm sure you do in your home. And I'm thinking about that second last point that Pastor James gave to us. Lasting peace. How God wants to and is willing to and will give you lasting peace this Christmas. I think so often we're like, okay, I want peace for this season in my home. Family's coming over. We just want a peaceful day. God promises and will give us so much more than that. Peace that lasts not only for the season, but also into next year and throughout our lives. Donate to God's Word with us and learn from the fire of your prayer life when you request your DVD copy of a message by Pastor James Accelerant. Respond now and you'll receive our 2018 Breakthrough Prayer Calendar meant to inspire you to stay focused on fervent, effective prayer throughout the year. These resources come as our thanks for your generous support of the ministry. 
and for your support of $120 or more, you will also receive the complete Breakthrough Prayer Collector's Edition on CD, paired with our new prayer journal. Begin to pray with confidence and persistence as you discover that diligent, faithful prayer doesn't just change what you pray, it changes the one who prays. Call 800-545-6800 or go to jamesmcdonald.tv right now to request your resource. Well, this isn't our first Christmas. No, it isn't. We've had a lot of great Christmases. The Lord has been very faithful to us. He really has. So as you're anticipating, what are you most looking forward to? Well, I'm looking forward to you playing the piano with our grandsons. I love that when I'm in the kitchen baking who knows what. (laughs) I'm so thankful that you're not fussy about piano skills. And I can sort of tinker out a Christmas carol. You actually know it. I love the message of the Christmas carol. Good. 
Enjoy Stingray music free on your mobile.
Help us to choose you, Lord. Help us to choose you over everything, in everything, through everything. For it is always a choice. What would Jesus do? Mm, What would Jesus do? It's always a choice, Lord. Sometimes it doesn't seem like that. Sometimes it doesn't seem like we have a choice. But I praise God for your word, because in your word, it shows us those who have gone through and have made the good choices and the bad choices. will go through hardship, persecution, negativity. But we can look at Paul, who was in jail. Paul was in jail, bound with chains. Paul, who had been beaten, persecuted, but chose to sing songs and hymns and rejoice in you. And you came and you visited that man of God and loosed the chains off of him and shook the jail so much that it woke up the prison guard. It woke him up, and he ran in there because he thought everybody had escaped. He was ready to take his own life. See, that was Paul. He could have talked about, man, look, God, I done got locked up again. Man, this ain't right. Man, what's going on? I'm doing what you told me to do. I'm out here believing in you, trusting in you. And I get beaten, kicked, locked up. He could have chose that path that we often choose because of life. But I got I got to thank my sister Michelle. Say when they go low, we go high. Come on, the high share of the good boy said He chose the higher path. When life happens to make us distraught, dysfunctional, upset. Man, we can go the highest path. We can choose to seek our God. Oh, and he will strengthen, heal, whatever needs to be done. Whatever needs to be done. Paul and Silas were in jail, bound in chains. And they chose to praise and worship you, Lord. That's the example that we have, Father God. Help us to see and to seek your face, your word, your will, and your way. Help us to see and to seek it, Lord. I send your word right now in the name of Jesus to go forth to do that which needs to be done in each and every one of our lives. Or you know what's going on in every situation and circumstance. Or send your word forth to manifest, to heal, to anoint, to calm, peace, to establish dominance, to transform everything, every situation and circumstance, Lord. 
that is rise up against us. I send your word now to go and establish us. I praise you, Daddy God, because I know it's only through your grace, your love, your mercy that this is being done. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Amen. All right. Let's go get the list. All right, well, Lord, I guess it's time to do this. Let's get this thing going. I got stuff that needs to be done today, Father God, so help me to seek your face. Let's do it. Okay, let me start with the boost down. Let's go, 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 let's
Thank <laughs> you. 
Enjoy Stingray music free on your mobile. Yeah. <laughs> 
Stingray music. All good vibes.
You're listening to Stingray Music. Thank <laughs> you. 
Download the free Stingray Music mobile app.
hear it. I promise that it can. Hear it for me. And I want you to know. And from the base. From the base. We call him Jesus. But he's a savior. He's a lover. The greatest love I've ever known. That's your name.
New Direction. Ray Boyd. D. Lawrence. Rock music. It's a Chicago thing.
Download the free Stingray Music mobile app. Woo! <laughs> 
Enjoy Stingray music free on your mobile. Y'all got it, y'all got it, y'all got it. So let's celebrate. Come on, Calvin, let's do this. Now we need everybody. I need everybody to clap your hands. Sing along with me. Let the peace Thank <laughs> you. 
Be the man. 
Father God, for your spirit, pointing for your Praise your mercy, Continue to move in the manner that you desire to move, Lord. Let your word cover and keep us. Let your word cover and keep us. Word cover and keep us, Father God. Horomboski to go Sandraka, Horomborandi to go Sishes, Jeskarakomboskaraga, Horomboskaragada, Hojiskarakomboskaraganda Saka. Thank you, Father God. Hoskarakomboski to Gandraska to go Sandraski to go Somebody put the baby on mute, please. <laughs> well, you and Gully is on the same page because he's looking at me like, what's all the noise? <laughs> well, <laughs> the baby got something to say. Let the baby speak. <laughs> Not right now. <laughs> oh, that's funny. <laughs> that's funny. What was that again, Sam? <laughs> I I said Gully was looking at the phone like what is all that noise and then when I got finished praying Charles was like could you put the baby on mute please <laughs> oh man that's funny well, sorry, about, sorry about that I had a call come through and then when it, when I switched back over to the call it kicked it out of mute right so I'm sorry about that alright no problem <laughs> Okay. Are you ready to throw down? Yes, I is. So, yesterday we went through the different giftings, the tongues, interpretation tongues, healing, prophecy, word of knowledge, word of wisdom, discerning the spirits, gift of faith, working of miracles. And it's interesting, you know, because I had actually put a text out to um, Erica, Mark, etc., 
about which of these do you feel that you have in your life, if any of them. Remember, the gift is something that the Holy Spirit has given you. And and the thing about it, I will say this, that at this time you might not have an active gift, but more than likely you had a seed, you have a seed of one of those in your life. And we broke down the difference between the uh, fruits and the gifts. The fruits each of us have access to, so all of the fruits, meekness, gentleness, temperance, long-suffering, all of those fruits, you can have each and every one of those. But which of the gifts do you think you have? So you can operate in all of the fruits because I said in Sunday that in all actuality, the fruits are the bridge to get you from where you are to where you need to be. Those are what the Lord has given you and makes available so that you can grab hold of his fruits so that when you get to the end of yourself, you can grab hold of some meekness. When you get to the end of yourself, you can grab hold of some long-suffering. When you get to the end of yourself, you can grab hold of some temperance. And this will allow you to stand and to stand therefore in what the Lord has called you to do and who he's called you to be. Because to be very, very honest with you, this is designed to get you to the end of yourself. This whole walk that you're walking is designed to get you to the point that you're out of your head, you're tired, you're beat up, you want to quit. I mean, I don't know if she's on the line or not, but Nessie was a perfect example. This walk is geared to get you to the end of your rope. Why would I say that? I say that because if you're walking in you, then you're walking in self-righteousness, your own understanding, your own knowledge, your own strength, etc. And if you're doing that, you're walking in yourself, which is the flesh, and got no flesh will glory in his presence. So this whole walk is to get you to the end of the rope. But then the thing about it is like you get to the end of it, but you yet see I still got more things that need to be accomplished. I still I don't have any more money, but I still got bills to pay. I, I don't have anything, but I, I got a bad report from the doctor. I don't, I don't have this, but I'm still lacking in some area. I, I, I need to press on, if not for me, for my family. My family needs me, but yet and still, Lord, I'm doggone tired. I'm beat up. So when you're at that point where where you're at, but you recognize I still must press on, then you will begin to get out of yourself and activate what is available to you because now you'll begin to seek the Lord in a more fervent spirit than you have before. you begin to seek the Lord in, in a whole other manner where your prayers aren't just prayers, but now they're like, look, Lord, they're conversations. Come on now. Oh, shut up. I like that. That was good. That was good. What do I mean your prayers aren't just prayers? Because I say that in the sense because a lot of times when we pray, we think that we're talking to God or we're saying this. Your prayers literally is a conversation between you and God. When you get to the point that you actually are conversating with God, that means you have an expectancy that he hears, and He has, and then you also have an, that time when you'll be quiet and you'll hear. So when you get to the point that you're conversing back and forth and you're listening because, you know, I can't pray right now. I got to talk to you, God. And come on now. Come on now, Lord. Look, I, I don't know what I'm going to do. That, that's, that's when you're really talking. Lord Jesus, look, I kill my kid, but, Lord, I can't because I, I, I love my kid, but, Lord, I, I can't do this no more. Lord, I need Lord, if you don't step in right now and do something, Father God. See, that, that's, that's, that's when you're talking to God. You might not be at the point where you're, where you're quoting Scripture and you're standing on His Word through His verse. 
but you're talking to him in a manner that you've never communicated with him before because you're at the end of your rope. See, when you get to that point, <laughs> that's when you begin to really humble yourself and submit and let God in your life in areas and arenas you have them out or you've locked your door because you had this, but now you recognize I don't have this. I'm falling apart. I'm losing my mind, but God, that's when you begin to transform and then you begin to grab hold of those fruits, which will enable you to persevere and walk your way to the other side of through. Oh, Jesus Christ, you done got me moving this morning already. Mm. Yeah, the other thing is that when you're praying, you're mm-hmm. between praying and having a conversation is you're talking to when you pray and you're talking with in the conversation. You're talking at God when you're praying because you need him to do something. Come on. But when you're in communication with him, you are basically sitting still and actually allowing him to speak when you're not doing anything else but listening. So that's just like when we have a pick up a phone, have a conversation. We're not going to have a pick up, pick up a phone, have a conversation. We're going to exchange. And that's what happens when you actually have a conversation with God. There's an exchange where, where he pretty much says, take my yoke upon me. My yoke is easy and my burden is light. Because why? You have gotten to the place of the outer courts. Now you're going into the inner courts to experience the Holy of Holies. How does that happen? Is when you get to the place of you knowing what the gifts are. Every gift is accessible, but are you willing to go to the process to reach it? Every gift can is tangible, but you have the desire to do it or not. We go through long-suffering with our children, our family members, when they're sick, when they're ill, when they're happy and they're sad, when they say things that are, that are inappropriate. That's long-suffering. But how long are we going to live through that to get to the place of the long-suffering bring about temperance? So when that temperance gets there, when we're going to have the patience. So ultimately, we have access to these things because we've experienced the gifts, but I mean the fruit, but ultimately, it's a difference from the experience of and living in it. What he is expecting of us right now to do in this season is to live there. Because if you live there, you can flow in and out of them with no issue. But if you just experience them, that means you're going through the test to basically have yourself uh, to to abide in those 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 ex, those experiences. But what we do is we do it one time. Okay, I did it. He wants us to do this, yes, but he also desires of us to live there. Because everything in our life comes to the place of challenging us in some face, form, or fashion. And ultimately, when we get there, he wants us to live there because that will that will lessen the responses of humanity and increase the responses of God. 
because of the fact that we're communing with him and having conversations with him and living in the word because at that point we are living epistles seen and read of all men. Why? Because they can't say that you act the way that you used to act because of what you used to do versus, oh, something's different about them. Because ultimately we are the only God that they're going to see. I was talking to my brother the other night, and he was talking about the fact of how people don't believe in God because they can't see him. And I said, well, and I gave him some examples. I said, well, what about this? And my question was, every time I showed him an example of how God was and moved and did, I said, so do you still have to see him now? He says, no. I said, why? Because he moved. So ultimately, when we are in the fruits and live there and, and see what God says, we are ultimately doing that in which God has an expectation of us because we are living the attributes of what he did and who he is while he was here on earth. But we have so many different distractions that keep us from just doing it on a regular basis because then we'll say, well, something happened, that's why I didn't do it. No, he wants us to be like him as much as we can, as long as we can, because ultimately people are looking at us to see exactly how they can do the same thing. I know um, when you were speaking, one thing that came came across me was that you started talking about how we you know dealing with family members, dealing with this that uh, that on some aspect aspect of our life we're going to experience long suffering as we go through the process. What happens? See, initially we're experiencing long suffering because of something that we want or we desire, but as he grows us up then we're suffering for righteousness' sake, then we're enduring not because it's on our agenda, but it's because we recognize this is what God has called me to do. This is what God needs me to do. I mean, just like Dre talked about last night, he's, how he's gotten to the point now that it's, he's, it's, it's understanding what he's doing is for kingdom work, not because he's trying to achieve this or trying to achieve that, but he understands it's for the kingdom's purposes. So when you're doing that, then this, everything takes on a whole other transition. Okay. Sorry, well, I was on mute. But it actually becomes easier when you're doing it for the kingdom. Uh, right. Wait. It, let me. The, I, how can I say this? It's not that the task might be easier, but you understand. I said it. The burden is light. Okay. That's there you go. Well, there you go. It's just like um, I, I'll use this as an example, 
I love how we get to the point of we can be transparent with ourselves. I know for me, when I used to get that message, are we praying today? Mm-hmm. I'm like, you know, I don't feel like dealing with these people. <laughs> no, I don't feel like about you or me? <laughs> no, I'm talking about me this time, brother. Oh, okay. Right. <laughs> I'm like, I don't feel like dealing with this. And then it's to the, I, I remember not wanting to deal with it. I'm like, I'll pray. I'll, I'll pray. It don't matter. <laughs> but now it's exciting to me, and I I enjoy beating Sam to it. Oh, you ain't text me about prayer? Oh, we pray today, fella? What? <laughs> because now it has it has changed my attitude from being a burden to a life source. Oh, shut up. <laughs> Nobody gets that because they don't understand. Mm. But we, we get it because it's us now. Mm. It, it, there's no there's no way to separate mm. Mark from Erica, Erica from Dre, Sam from Gully, Gully from Mark. Why? Because we. We do this so much, it's innate now. It's like second nature. Mm, come on. Then you basically like, wait, hold on. Sam, you not going to pray? Do you not coming on? Wait, hold on. Wh- where's Dre? Wait, hold on, hold on. And then you get to the place of, Something's wrong in the atmosphere. Something's wrong in the realm. Where is come on, XYZ? Come on, speak, speak. Not where they are in the physical. I can't find them in the realm, so something's wrong. I know I am in Tuscaloosa, Alabama, but I also know when I go there, I can find my brother in Chicago. I can find my sister in Atlanta. Why? Because ultimately, they are responding the way that they could, they would normally respond in the spiritual realm that I'm used to. When you get to a place in God and, 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 and communion with people, you get to learn them in the spiritual aspect as well as who they are. Where sometimes we, we've gotten to the place now where we don't have to say anything. I know... I can tell you when I can tell you when and how Sam is going to end a prayer. I can tell you when Erica sees a vision when she's praying. I can tell you the excitement that I hear on um, on Doctor John's voice in Doctor John's voice when he hears and sees and gets a revelation from God, and then it's just like whoa. I can tell that. I can tell when Dully gets excited to the place where he is going to articulate himself in a fashion that you're like, well, where did this come from? And like, oh, I see it now. Because it is a total different experience when you know someone. 
And I'm not talking about knowing them by knowing their voice, but I'm saying in their knowing and meaning, I know without a shadow of a doubt, this person is X, Y, and Z, and I'm comfortable with that, and I don't have to look to the left or to the right to figure these things out. Why? Because we have basically communed with one another and joined our stuff with one another to the place where our focus is of God. Yes, we have our own issues. Yes, we have our own attitudes. Yes, we get on each other's nerves at times. But ultimately, when it is about that pace, that space and that place, we're like, oh, yeah, that's God. Oh, yeah, we could do this. Oh, yeah, that, 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 that's what we need to do. And ultimately, it comes when you basically put yourself down and pick God up. It comes when you basically say, God, for you I live, for you I die, for you I have my being. God, there is no me without you. But that gets you to a place. You have to get to that place first. You just don't automatically reside there. So my landing zone now is my landing place is prayer. My comfortable space is prayer. Because ultimately when I am praying to the Father, I no longer am myself. Because if I focused on myself, I would not pray. Because the humanity in me would be like, I ain't doing this. I ain't feeling it. But the God in me says, ultimately, just because, and I said this on our call when we were, um, we were individually on our prayer call. I said, just because the umbilical cord is cut does not mean that we're not connected. And that's exactly how I feel about God. Just because I came out of the realm of where he was does not mean that he and I are disconnected because I have come out of that realm. I am out of that realm, but that is where my life source is, and I have to stay connected because that's the only way to make it. Because this world and these people in this world will challenge you to the place where you just like, listen, God, I know you said I could deal with this, but right now your children are making me want to do X, Y, and Z. And I'm not talking about being holy at that point. And on that note, I'm passing the mic to Sam. All righty then. Well, I guess I'll try a little bit of the reading. Let's see where that takes us. The gifts in the early church. Thus far in this study on the gifts of the Holy Spirit, we have dealt with the doctrine of the gifts. We have defined each gift in simple terms and discussed how each works. Now we come to one of the most exciting portions of the entire study, the gifts of the Spirit as they operated in the early church. Lord Jesus Christ said to his disciples, Nevertheless, I'll tell you the truth. It is expedient for you that I go away. For if I go not away, the Comforter will not come unto you, 
but if I depart, I will send him unto you. Howbeit, when he, the Spirit of truth, is come, he will guide you into all truth. For he shall not speak of himself, but whatsoever he shall hear, that he shall speak, and he will show you things to come. He shall glorify me, for he shall receive of mine, and shall show it unto you. All things that the Father hath of mine, therefore said I, that he should take of mine and should show it unto you. John sixteen seven, and in 13 through 15. This was magnificently demonstrated in a... Oh, see, there he go get the plan. God, you know what? Mm, Jesus Christ. I got to say it. I got to say it. Mm. See, God be having jokes. I'm going to continue reading. (laughs) I hope you all are paying attention to what I'm about to say out of my mouth. We were just reading about mm, the different gifts and how the Holy Spirit is going to come after Jesus departed. And as I'm reading this verse, This was magnificently demonstrated in the Old Testament when Abraham, as a type of how Heavenly Father, desired a bride for his only son Isaac. Abraham sent Eliezer, the chief steward of his house, a type of the Holy Spirit, into a far land to get a bride for Isaac. When Rebekah, the bride, was brought back by Eliezer, she was decorated with gifts. When I first read that, as was magnificently demonstrated in the Old Testament, what the Lord spoke into my heart, what is being magnificently demonstrated in Trauma Center Worldwide Ministries. <clears throat> I hope you all getting what was just said out of my mouth. See, the early church was noted for flowing in the power and the gifting of God, of miracles being present of God showing up and doing a great and mighty work. Unfortunately, majority of our structured buildings today are not operating in that type of anointing and gifting. But what I'm hearing God say, the same anointing that was on the early churches that flowed and worked, that same anointing is present right here in Trauma Center Worldwide Ministry. You know what? See, see, now I got to put this book back down. Because, see, see, Mark was talking a little bit today about actually experiencing God. When I was reading yesterday and I started reading about the gift of faith, I just stopped. Because, see, when you're in a head or a knowledge or what you read about God, all that stuff sounds old, nice, and well. But when you at a point where you have experienced and walked this thing out, you get a whole nother understanding of what I'm talking about. Because, see, when I read the gift of faith, I said, yeah, Lord, yeah, yeah. I stopped. Because I recognize the requirements that come along with that. 
Just like Erica, I talked to her yesterday. She was all day. She started, you know, she was doing different things, but she said, you know what, this discerning spirit here, this, this, this. See, it's all nice and frilly willy when you when you when you when you when you read about it. But when you start walking in that area in that arena for yourself and you see everything else that's associated with it. Let me break it down to you like this. For those who've seen one of the latest Superman movies, when he was a little boy and as he started growing up, all of a sudden he started seeing all these different images and hearing noise and all this different stuff. And he had to, he had to be taught how to block it out. He had to be taught how not to look through people. He had to be taught how to tone it and tune it in because it was just too overwhelming. It's kind of sort of the same thing that I'm talking about here. See, and the reason that I'm saying this is because it was just spoken out of my mouth that we're going to be flowing in the power and the anointing of the Holy Spirit. But the only way that we as a body are going to be able to do that is if you get up out of your knowledge of and begin to experience. And so that means you're going to have to go through some of the difficulties and the hardships that are a requirement to walk in that level of gifting that God has provided for your life. See, you don't get miracles until you've been without and nothing else has worked. You don't get faith until you've been standing in a dry place for a long time and still believe in God. You don't get healing until you're just broken down and sick and can't nobody help you but God. See, I'm trying to get you to see you're going to have to step out of your comfort zone and your boat in order for God to elevate us where he needs us to be. You're going to have to start exercising your gifting so that just like Mark was talking how we get together. Have you all reached out to each other, started trying to get together yet? Mm. Mm. Okay. Okay. That's fine. That's fine. Because, see, it's funny thing about it. That's why I lie. I don't have to do nothing. Because, see, I know when it is of God, he's going to say, okay, you ain't got to get out. I'm going to kick you out the boat because I got a requirement. I'm going to kick you out the boat. I was looking at Joel Osteen today, and he was talking about how his ball went to the yard. And he said it wasn't no big deal because he's all going over the guy. So he said he got this ladder, six-foot ladder, put it on the thing, and he climbed over into the yard. He said, but what he didn't recognize is that when he got close to the ball, that the dog who was over there was not on the leash. He said he turned and he started running for his life. And what he did, he said by the time he got to that fence, he with one hand grabbed the fence and leaped over that fence. Whereas before, he needed a ladder to get over that fence. This time, he leaped over that fence. He said that dog brought out what was inside of him and made him do what before he needed help. He did it on his own because of the trial and tribulation in his life. So what I'm trying to tell you is because of the requirement that is on this church that God is establishing, there are requirements on each and every one of you all. So now I'm going to tell you, he's going to kick you out the boat. He's going to kick you out the boat so that you can begin to see that you too can walk on water. He's going to kick you out of the boat. He's going to put you in the middle of the storm so that you can finally rise up inside of yourself. Peace, be still, and watch the storm subside. 
He's going to kick you in a situation, a circumstance where you ain't going to have nothing working for you. I'm sorry, Nessie, I got to go there. Well, you're going to run to the bathroom and cry your eyes out, but you're going to come back and stand on the word again and again and again and watch it work. Because there's a requirement on this ministry, and now it's transformed and out where there's a requirement on you. So it's not me trying to make you do something because I ain't going to do it. But I can guarantee you that now from this point on, your life is going to a whole nother level of trial and tribulation. If you're going to be associated, you're going to have to step it up because God has taken us to the next level. And we can't do this on our own. It's a, it's a we thing, and it's a body thing. And since God has now called me to speak this over your life, now it's out there. And if it's from God, it'll happen. If I'm just running off at the mouth, then you ain't got to worry about nothing. So what does that mean? You start seeing the same thing that you're going through the tribulation and now what you used to do don't work no more and there's another level of fervency required of you. Don't start crying. Start getting in his word and speaking to your God. So ultimately you're saying that you can't look to the leaders on this call to be the only ones to carry the glory. And and that is not my mandate. That's coming from the Holy Spirit. So because it is not just the leader's responsibility to carry the glory, that means you have to understand it's okay that you go through something. Mm. 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 It's okay that you don't make it the first time. Mm, come on now. It's okay that you don't understand why you're doing it, but it's for his glory. Mm. It's understandable that you don't like it. Neither did he when he had to go to the cross. Come on but now. But yet still, he did. So ultimately, there is no excuse of why God anymore, because I'm going to tell you why not. If I have to do it and I can do it, guess what? You are fully equipped and, like the Bible says, well able. Come on. So there should be no other reason as to why you can't anymore. There should be no reason as to why you don't understand why it's you versus woe with me. So my encouragement is get it while the getting is good. But I'm going to tell you this. Even the eagle knows how to stir the nest to make sure that the baby is uncomfortable when she breaks the nest and cl- and, and clips the, the tree branches with her claws to make it thorns now versus that place which was comfortable. Mm. 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 Speak that again, brother. Come on now. Oh! No, say that again and break that thing down. Mm. The one thing that was comfortable to the eagle was its nest. 
But when the eagle eaglet gets just as big as the parents, then somebody got to go because there's not enough room. I'm not saying y'all have to get off the line, but what I am saying is that y'all cannot stay in the nest forever because ultimately it's not enough room for the new babies to come. It's not enough place for the new people to come because now we can't just focus on you. We got to focus on them just as well. So with that being said, we have to get to the place of knowing that when we push you out of the nest, you might not be able to fly right then, but ultimately we know when we swoop down to pick you up and cover you, the next time you pushed, you can fly. But when the eagle gets to the place of knowing that it's time for their baby to fly, they break up the nest with their claws, and like I said, that which was comfortable with the feathers, with the fur, with the moss, with the trees that was intertwined and interwoven to be comfortable is now uncomfortable because every time the bird moves, it is stuck by the branches because it is no longer comfortable because it is in an uncomfortable place because mama and daddy needed to go. Mama and daddy needed to move. Mom and daddy needed to fly. Mom and daddy needed to learn how to soar and, 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 and capture food on its own. Why? Because if they don't teach you now, when will you learn? Mm-mm. And ultimately, they're teaching you now on the nest, on the call, in the prayers. Now, so when you're out in the world, they won't make you fly when you're not ready to. You just know how to soar because you have learned and this place that was called safe. Mm, come on now. But ultimately, if you don't want to learn and you don't want to do anything, I can't make you. That's it. But it is free and easily accessible. But what are you going to do with it? That's why we don't say, well, did y'all get on the line and pray? Sam just did, but I don't care anymore. I'm not being ugly. I'm just saying I don't care anymore. If you don't know that that's what you need, I can't make you know it. But I know what I need. And if me knowing what I need and I think that we're in different places, not saying I'm stronger or or, or wiser than you. I'm just saying that if I know I need it and I have been with him for a while, I surely know you need it. So to me, at that point, I asked, what's the excuse? Because I know to where my help comes from. Wow. And, and, and I'm going to say this last thing one more time. <laughs> if this truly is from God and not from me, <laughs> you're going to begin to experience differences in the same situation. Because he needs another level of you to begin to manifest. So, I'm done. Amen. Give me a cucumber, give me a lime, 
We also need a juice. I got my beet. Get some carrots. That's our lesson for today, people. <laughs> I'm done. So, anybody got anything? Speak now. If not, we do prayer requests. I'll get a little bit of pepper. Okay. I have a question for you. Mm-hmm. And just let me know if I'm on the right track. Okay. For when we get comfortable, that also means that we, like, come into a halt. Because being comfortable, you're doing the same thing over and over and over again. Now you're doing it with the same meaning that you started out with, or just ha- or has it just become second nature to you, and now you're just spinning your wheels in one place? No, you become yeah. stagnant. No, you become huh? stagnant and you die. I said no, you okay. become stagnant and then you die. Okay, now in some cases that may be true, but then if you get people who lost the meaning of what they're doing it for and they just got comfortable because they think that's letting them get by, then they're spending their bills in one place. No, ma'am. When you basically get to the place of God where you basically don't feel like you have to do some of those things, spiritually, you die. I'm not talking about a physical death. I'm talking about you get to the place where people just don't respond like God would have of them to respond. Oh, okay. Well, we're still talking on the same on, on the same beat. Now, also, when you become comfortable. That means that you're pretty much starting to calcify. And if you don't put yourself out there to be flexible, pliable, then it's going to be harder for you to take to, 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 to take that next step in. So out of that, um, only way you're going to know if something works, you got to test it. And in testing, they look at the endurance, the pliability. They're looking at everything that that they were looking for to get out of it. So, just like with these um, fires that's going over, that's going on in California, they talked to some of the people. Some of the people there, they're, they're pretty much at their ropes in. But then they also talked to a couple. They just had their house built, and they got caught up in the fires. So they're out there, and the reporter asked, "said What you gonna do next?" They said, "We're gonna go through this rubble." And see we can re- see and see what we can rehab out of, and that's gonna be our next house. Okay, well, where 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 are you? Uh, and I'm not being funny. I'm asking you where are you because you where are you going with the idea of 
the fire because ultimately we're talking about you were saying that the, it, you were you're you're you you basically are trying to reach a place but you no longer move. The fire truly when when you use that as an example, the fire will truly put you in a different place because you understand that you have to go through the process and though it is harsh there's still a process that you can go through to pull you out from where you were to where you are now to see beyond the fire and you losing everything. Right. So like I said, you have they just feel like they was at a loss because they got comfortable for what they had. When they had someone else, they were looking at what they had to put for the work and the move that was next. The couple that knew that they was what they was planning on doing next, they wasn't sitting back so much worried about what they just lost. They were looking at for what was next. Hello? I'm here. Okay. Anybody else got any comments? Anybody else got any comments? I put a tomato in there. I don't know you. I'll put one in there. I'm not sure. Anybody got anything going once? Anybody got anything going twice? Going three times. Okay, real quick. Who wants prayer first? Okay, I'll take the bullet. I'll go first. What are you doing, Smokey? I'll take the bullet. Holy Spirit, let me pray for Nene. Yonder go say she go say she go send Raskar go Moskar go say this go go Brand go this go Honras go go send this go go Brata Kataka go Moskar go Moskar go Kataka Moskar go say she this go go Brand go send it go send it go send it go send Raskar go Sadaka. We praise our name, I pray for your daughter, Renee, Lord, as you continue to work in her and through her, Father. I pray for your child, Lord, as you continue to reveal to her that what you want her to do. I speak life, health, healing, restoration, and abundance. I speak abundance. I speak peace. Holy Spirit, you begin to reveal to her yet the inner workings of your word. You have got to begin to reveal to her, Father. You have got to her how you want her to flow. She to begin to reveal to her, Holy Spirit. You have got to how to tap into you as you release unto her. You have got a whole new level of wisdom, of understanding, of revelation, knowledge of your word. I thank you, Father God. 
as you keep her, Lord, keep her in perfect peace. You know, go to the God Sunday. Keep her, her rush for the go to the God and let her move in the fullness of what you have for her to do, Lord. You know, go to the God Sunday. Keep her, Father, run the God Sunday. I speak life, health, healing, you go, Roska, the God Sunday, and increase you in you. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. 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 All right. I'm doing the juice, and whoever's next afterwards. Who's next? It's the plumber. I came to fix the sink. Alright, who wants for next? Alright, who wants prayer going once? My child says she wants prayer. Felicia hasn't been on in a while. I think she's going through some life things. Uh, Recia, you available? Or Charles, you available? Heard my phone beep. Somebody just texted me. Hey, Charles, you available? I'm here. My daughter, please. Shabako, Shabataba, Shinamasoko, Yabedebe, Shedaboko, Shabataba, Shimanamasoko, Yabe, Shedabak, Kishko Yaba, Sebe, Shuboko, Shabataba, Sebe, Shedaboko. I hear God saying, as a child, I spoke as a child, and, and, and I thought as a child. But now as I'm grown, I put away those childish things and basically emerge and become. Ultimately, the same thing that we were talking about, about the ego, is representative of you. Some of the things that you did as a child, you... um you basically did those things because you didn't know differently. But now because you know differently, you can have a different articulation and respond differently because now it's the young lady that's accountable now versus the little girl that basically did things out of 
her unknowing with un, her being unknowing and in, um her um her her insecurities and her frailties but now that you are a young lady you can say and do and be responsible for that which you know to say and to do and ultimately that's what God is in need of you to do stand firm and know that he's going to protect you and keep you but you have to speak and do that in which what he is saying for you to speak and do and ultimately the things that you have desired of your heart will come to pass in the name of Jesus we pray amen I know she's looking strange. Uh, well, because you just heard the same thing yesterday. <laughs> oh, well, I know she's looking strange.
his his spirit is telling and leading him to call you because of he, the things he's experiencing that he's not quite sure. And see what happens, just like I talked about the other day, that you know a lot a lot of people have spiritual experiences, but because explain them to them, they dismiss them, or they say that they're crazy, or just leave it alone. And God does not want him to do that. So that's the importance of you, so that you can begin to break down and explain to him what's going on. Begin to reveal to him, well, no, that's not just your imagination, and then back it up with the Word of God. See, that's going to be the difference. A lot of people might be able to see this at but when you can explain it and say, now, this is the word of God that talks or deals with that, that's going to make him stop and go, up oh, because just explaining it without any word of God being the back, he will turn away and say, no, it doesn't make sense. But because you have the capability of doing such, that's what's going to not only make him stop, but then allow God to take him deeper into those areas and arenas that God wants him to go. Well, that's for you, Brother Carlos. And let me get Tony. Joshua did before he went to go into the promised land after Moses' death. Be strong, be good courage, and faint not. Be strong, be of good courage, and faint not. Because whether or not you fully recognize it in your discernment, but you've been hearing, seeing, and this and <laughs> the bell is ringing, ding, and it's on. And they're coming at you from all directions for a variety of reasons. Be strong, be a good, good courage, and faint not. And it goes back to what I told you before, if I can remember this correctly, about making a choice. What did I say? Make a choice. Seek God, face your opposition, he will strengthen you 
and then persevere. I had a little pattern. I didn't write it down. But it's the same thing. Because you can't run nowhere. You have been placed in that position for a variety of different reasons. And you're tr being tried and you're going to be tried. And the key is you must walk in excellence, in integrity, and in love, and in God. Regarding your church, your job, your businesses, and your relationships. So the only one that we're going to let you beat up on and cuss out is me and Mark. Well, you can cuss Gully out. I don't care about that one. Because you're going to need a place to, to just let go. But you can't lose, Jesus. Mm. You can't lose it in front of them, even though when they're trying you. Because they're trying you at your job. They got bets. How long is she gonna last? She ain't gonna. She she ain't gonna be able to do this. But we got a scapegoat. Mm. 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 They trying you at your church. Somebody already trying to get you out. Somebody else trying to put everything on you. But ultimately, it's the enemy saying, we got to move her because she's stopping what we want to do. Come on now. Oh, so, so the enemy's trying you because he like, he's pissed because as long as you're there, you, you are providing a wall of protection because you're a standing guard. Not only what did I just say about your brother, but not only are you standing guard because you have the understanding in the word. Mm. And he can't do nothing about that. Just like I told you, I, I, I still love the way I ended an argument because I ended it on the word and I'm done with it. See, the enemy, he can get he can get at you when you're in your own strength. He can get at you when you're mad, when you're pissed, when you're cussing. He can do that. He might back off for a minute, but he said, I got you. But when you make that stance in the word of God, and see, here you go, here you go, here you go. And you back off and you go take care of the other business. Emmy's walking to and fro like a lion because he can't penetrate that word. He can't penetrate that word. Your stance must be in the spirit of the Lord. You don't have a choice. You got too much on the line, too much at stake. And I'm going to say this. What's even more at stake is your destiny and your future. See, you're not even focusing or thinking about that, and that's fine and good because you need to be out of your head anyway because what's on you right now in front of you is more than enough. But you need to walk in a certain manner, proving yourself, establishing yourself, and that is allowing God to be God. I'm going to tell you this one last thing, and I'm, I'm going I'm to be done, I think. Notice I threw that little disclaimer. Kind of know y'all know a little bit about what's going on. And I had a little job opportunity to come up. Nice little change. It didn't work out. Okay. I'm still trusting God. <laughs> Got a call this morning. Hey, hey, hey. When I saw the name, I started laughing. And it's even more so funny because the Lord had literally spoke to my heart. You're going to get a call. It didn't work out. I thought about something else, but then I looked, I started laughing. Hey, man, hope you ain't busy. We need you. And he started explaining this story. I'm, I said, I know you know I'm laughing. 
Because, see, sometimes you got you to gotta let people go ahead with their foolishness. Sometimes you got to let people go ahead and go down the wrong road and hit their head up against the wall. And then they go, you know what? I, I, yeah, you was right. I'm ready. I'll listen now. That's what I'm talking about. You stay, take your stance in the word of God and back off and let God prove himself. That's how you're going to fight and win. Because, see, you're not going to try to convince them of what needs to be done according to how you see it. You're going to convince them by putting the word forth either in deed or in spoken word. But it's still going to be done because God knows his child and he knows her assignment and he knows who, how he's positioned her. And he's entrusting you. Oh, my God. Oh, Father God, I know you're going to slap me for that one. But my God, your God, is entrusting you to perform and to do that which he has assigned you to do. <laughs> and when you stand and stand there for and let him be God, ain't nothing they can do. Just like when Nehemiah was rebuilding the wall, with Sam Ballard and Tobiah tried to do everything. But because it was from God, everything they tried failed, and the wall went up. Now I'm done. In Jesus' name I say amen. Well, I'm glad he's done, because I'm not. <laughs> oh, oh, you know we're going to get it, but I'm going on mute. <laughs> and I will just say it simply like this. You can't fail because I'm depending on you. <laughs> you can't fail because ultimately I'm connected to you. You can't fail because we need you. You can't fail because The people that are around you need you. You can't fail because he put something inside of you to ensure that you did not fail. Now, with all that being said, most of all, you cannot die. Well, since she won't say it, I said it for her. Amen. No, how, how Pam do it? Amen. Yeah. She said no, amen. She said, mm. Oh, okay, right, 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 right. She didn't say amen. She said, mm. <laughs> with, her mouth, with her mouth twisted up in the air. Mm. Yeah, right, 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 right. <laughs> Kicking her legs back and forth, swinging in the chair. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. Down right there, she said, mm. <laughs> she ain't with us right now. She she mad. Mhm, mhm. Mm-hmm. But like you know, we gonna get either our phone gonna go off or we gonna get a call later on. I don't care if she text message me or not. I don't care. I ain't scared of her no more. I don't listen. Uh-oh. At the end of the day, at the end of the day, this is what I tell all of y'all now. I'm not scared none of y'all feelings because why y'all don't scare mine? First of all. Yes, I'm being petty. 
And second of all, which was, should have been really my first, I got the answer to God. So no, I'm not going. I'm not worried about if y'all feel okay about what I have to tell y'all. If you don't like it, I have somebody to report to. Don't send your complaints to me. Go directly to him. That's like um, Trey said last night at the end of the call. He's like, well, because we're like, where they at? I said, I don't know. So, you know, he fell asleep, whatever. I don't know. He said, well, maybe I got long-winded. I said, no, you know what? No, you ain't got to apologize. You you got to say whatever the Lord tells you to say. You apologize if you don't say it. See, see it ain't being long-winded when you're speaking what God has put on your heart to say. It's being long-winded when you're just saying something just because you won't feel like saying something that's coming out of your soul. But the Holy Spirit and you're flowing in the Holy Ghost, you must re- just you must release it. Just like I, I had to release what 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 is pronounced over TCWM that we're going to be flowing in that level of gifting. I had to release that because God spoke to me. Right. So when you're flowing in the Holy Spirit, you speak what He tells you to speak, and just that's it is that's it that's all. Yeah. Well, I was there. I think I, I was on mute, and I was just talking because I was talking back to him. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, that's an interesting thing. All right. Who else wants prayer? You can go ahead. Okie dokie, Smokey. Let me pray for the Mar Charles. We are in the Rombo, 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 and also Rombo, Rombo, Kose, and the Rombo, Karada. He did a Rombo, Karada, and this kid, Rombo, Karada. Good morning, human services. Oh, she came off mute. She ready to shoot back (laughs) now. She ready to shoot. I knew that ring was familiar. I just didn't know what it was. Yeah, what? I knew that ring was familiar. I just didn't know what it was. Yeah, right, right. I heard like right. Okay. So, back to you, Charles, before she started shooting. Um, said the other day when I was reading and about the gifting of administrations, and I was messing with you, but, I mean, and truly, you, you, you are. That's one of your giftings is in administration. So that is going to increase exponentially. Get an understanding of how to align, just even like we talked about last night, doing different things at the same time or concurrently. And, and it's going to be similar in the matter of what I just spoke about, Eric, about speaking or doing whatever it is the Lord told you to do, putting it out there, leaving it alone, let it um, let it handle, let it do what it needs to do while you're focusing on something else. Just continue to let the Holy Spirit grow you up in that. 
response is there are going to be some things <laughs> funny that I said about conversations with the Lord. There are going to be some things you and God are going to talk about that you just ain't going to quite understand why he got you doing this. It don't make no sense, Lord. I I, I don't see it. Y'all going to just have some conversation because literally you're going you're gonna to want to do something totally different and, and, you're, and you're not going to see it. And But he's going to... He's taking you there purposely, praying you, as well as for you to do what needs to be done. So in the sense of saying that there are going to be some things, he might have you sitting and waiting just because he needs you to teach you patience and trusting in him. It ain't got nothing to do about whatever it is. It's just like, 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 like you might have an order. Somebody places an order, and they don't. And they don't send you the money. Now, you done put all your money in there. You got $500 check, but you haven't heard from them in three weeks. You done done all the work. Now you're pissed. God said, no, you just need to wait. But, Lord, I done done that. But in your frustration, he's training and teaching you how to let go, how to release it, and how to focus on something else. You've done what you needed to do. You must wait till the appointed time. Mm-mm-mm. Because, see, he's and on their behalf, see, what you don't know is they were going through financial situations of their own. At the time, in good faith, they had it, but life happened. So because they don't have the understanding or whatever, they're not communicating with you as a need be, they just totally pulled away. So now you're walking around here pissed, mad, and frustrated, and it's defeating the purposes of what God is doing. He must get you in a place of peace so that you can focus on something else. And in due time, that individual, as he's working on their behalf and resolving their issues, then they'll come back and come with you and fulfill what they're obligated to do in the first place. So it's that type of thing that the Holy Spirit is going to begin to do on a an increase in basis in your life because he's expanding teaching and revealing to you how to flow with him at a whole nother level. In Jesus' name I pray, man. Thanks, Sam. Mm-hmm. Thanks, Sam. Oh, you're welcome. I don't get I love you? No, no, no. <laughs> not, not one death. Oh, man. Not one bit. Oh, man. Yeah. You, you, yeah, you, you, you miss God right there. <laughs> <laughs> hey, wait, wait a minute. Hey, wait. Not, since, you, since you don't say that, I'm glad because if I'm just talking out of the side of my mouth, everything that I said, you will not begin to experience anything. But, on the other hand, true, then things are going to begin to shift in your life. Well, yeah, you, you yeah, uh, sure, uh huh. Oh, that's funny. Well, you know, you can't do anything until your sister comes back. <laughs> but. I'm right here for a quick second because somebody has me on hold. But another reason is because y'all got to hold on. I'm good, Francis.
Okay, sorry. Um, thank you for waiting. Um, I wanted to chime in. No, I can't chime in on what you said about me because I was in and out and I did not hear everything, which means I have to go back and listen. But regarding, you're right, regarding Mark Charles, one of the reasons he's not going to get it is because he doesn't want to. Uh, the thing about the one thing that I am sure in my spirit that Mark Charles probably, um, I guess for the lack of a better term, had, is one of the most spiritually clairvoyant people I've ever, ever run across. And his disassociation is by choice. Uh-oh. <laughs> not because he doesn't understand. He chooses not to because God has... You know, he has this amazing gifting, and it is his choice to do other things and to uh, ignore or just not wanting to accept what God has said because God is very clear with him, as he is with all of us. But the thing I do, I have been able to verify and witness through um, experience as well as through the spirit is that Mark Charles has the clarity unlike many people I've ever met. And so him not getting it is by choice, not because there is some missing thing that he really just don't get it. It's by choice. And it's because he hears it, he sees it, he knows it, but why? Does it have to be this way as opposed to thus said the Lord? That's all. She's my sister. And you thought I said something. Mm. <laughs> oh, no, I would, I, no, 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 no. I, I agree with both of you all. I don't like your method, Sam. <laughs> But no, I actually I agree with the both of you guys because I'm ultimately um, it's true. And I and I and one thing I will say to this is that I believe both of you guys have known me for some time, and the older I mean the the one who had not grown me. Oh, he was a he was a. He was, I almost said something. He was something. And, and ultimately, I have, I can say for myself that I have um, grown beyond that which I even thought for myself was possible because some things I just really wasn't ready to just say, okay. But ultimately, I have come to the end of my rope to say that, you know, I, I don't have anything else, and because I have nothing else, I I have to do what God says because ultimately it is to him why I move and I have my being and I understand that now. At one point in time, I don't think that I really grasped the idea of such I knew that I was not my own, but ultimately, I thought that I could just get away with it and not do it at all. So I said that to say that there are times when 
we clearly know that what we are and who we are is not from our own measure. It's from God, and, and I ultimately am getting to that place of it being comfortable now because it was not comfortable a long time ago. It really wasn't. It was It was really... Um, it was tough. It was a, it was tough a while back. It was because it's just like God, and and I'm going to be honest. About it, it was God. Why are they not doing it? Or what about them? Or why is it that you have me doing this and I feel like I'm the only one because I can see how everybody else is getting away with murder? And that's what I felt like. Well, 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 well they're not doing it, and then I had to learn that ultimately the accountability was not for me to worry about what everybody else was doing. The accountability was for me to understand this is where he had me. And if he had me there, that was all my only concern is that's where he had me. So it's gotten easier because it, at first it was not, it was not, it was not easy. It really wasn't easy at all. But well, the, the thing about it is this, this journey, this journey that God has us on, it, um, you know, it tells us that it's relatively going to be very spare and lonely as you go to the top. I think what we have been able to um, achieve in the spirit of God is the fact that we figured out that there is other people God has called other than us. And so it makes it not so lonely, which right. is why the relationship or the rapport that we have is what it, you know, is, you know, where it is and what it is. And the fact that it, you know, it grows um, with those people that um, we meet and that are added to the fold. The thing is, um, as difficult as it is, but as knowing as we know it, um, it's always going to be a challenge to tear away from the flesh. We know that because Scripture has already advised us, you know, that there's going to constantly be a fight between the spirit and the flesh, which is why um, what we have is the way that it is. But the truth of the matter really is when it comes to the, you know, the, the brink of everything, you know what God has told you to do. And there has to be a, as I mentioned last night in prayer, it has to be a disrobing of sorts of us and our personal feelings about things, the reason that it keeps us from there, especially when we know that we have um uh I guess the platform and the relationship that we have first and foremost with God and secondly with one another that we have to be mindful and keep each other I guess checked so to speak. Yeah. Because at that point when we if we don't then that we we are losing the accountability for one another. And 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 again, I I think for specifically for us, I can say that it um 
it has gotten a lot easier, one. And two, we don't take it as personal as much as we used to because we understand that it's not personal. And it's not, it's not, I'm not saying this to you to hurt you. And ultimately, because we have been in the battles and seen the wars with each other, that you ultimately know I'm doing this because I love you. And, 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 that, and, that, and that's a hard pill to swallow at times because we want to be like, well, you love me. <laughs> well, if you love me, you wouldn't have basically did this. But ultimately, it is because... Well, Go ahead. We associate hurt and discomfort with people who have ill will towards us. And that's what we've expressed. But we also have to understand, uh, begin to understand with the transformation of our thought process and our mindset that everything that's good is not going to always be comfortable. And so that's why we have to re-educate ourselves spiritually to realize that the best thing is not going to always be comfortable. And sometimes we can even, you know, go a little bit down the little chain, and sometimes the better things are not comfortable. That's true. Now, to oh boy, to for me to um, get an understanding, and I and I'm asking you to, I guess I'm asking you to go to your clinical sense, so I could I again that I understand. What would be the purpose of one not wanting to? go there to emerge, to be better and, and do better? I mean, what what would be the purpose of not doing so? I mean, I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know. I mean, I guess I'm asking that because I'm saying, well, it, Because you're it, set aside. But what about the ones who don't want to necessarily do so? Okay, I'm confused now. Okay. The restate your question. If we can do this and we understand the purpose, I guess I'm challenging everyone else. Okay. If we can do this and we understand the purpose, why would it be so that they that that is not like, oh, um, if they can do, it, I can do it because it's just like, oh no, I'm not doing that. So what would be the um, what would be the difference from us doing it and then the people understanding that it's their responsibility just as well. 
because some people don't want the responsibility nor the accountability. And let's just be totally honest, a lot of people want to reap the benefits of that which appears to be and we witness to be blessed and fortunate. Again, we also are smart enough where, you know, even if we choose otherwise, it's not due to total ignorance. It's due to the fact that I don't want to be in a position that I will have to be looked upon or looked up to with being that responsible or that accountable because I really don't want to be accountable for me, let alone anybody else. Okay. So it goes back to what we're talking about with you, uh, just merely choosing not to want to do it. Okay. Now, there are some who can't because there is a lack of understanding and, and, and not being able to, um, you know, that, that whatever that truly has a hold on them that they cannot separate themselves from that thing or that stuff or those people. But that is not always the case because there are some who are not held in bondage quite like others, and it's just purely a choice. Some people are in bondage that they can't see their way through or out of, but some of them is just, hey, I see it, I know it, and hell no, I don't want to do it. Well, now. Some people are just adamant about it like that. Okay. And I guess I, I asked that Well, I mean, I don't necessarily need to give a, a, a actual um, reasoning as to why, but I, I asked that question because sometimes we get caught in our own mind of why we have to do something when somebody else doesn't. And I, I ask that question, and, and and again, I'm learning from from you when you say, "Well, dear, sometimes people won't receive it from you." So I ask the question, so it's not my abrasive tone in nature trying to make someone emerge when they don't feel like it. No, um, I don't think that there. Well, there can be. So don't take it the wrong way. I don't. I don't see you as being abrasive. I see where people can take you as being sarcastic. Okay. I'm the one that's abrasive. Yeah, you're well, very careless true. and nonchalant. That's true. I don't get sarcastic in there. Come on now, don't come on, please, huh? No. Hey. Yeah, you sort of alarm me. What's going on? Yeah. I'm doing great. How are you? Oh, okay. I'm I'm good. Uh, just getting some things done. You said that you wanted to discuss something with me. Oh yeah 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 yeah. Mhm. 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 Because she's in the uh, mental health. Mm-hmm. Feel she, correct. Uh, she'll be here tonight this afternoon. Okay. She's planning. She's already called and said she would go catch the plane this morning. She should be here by four thirty this afternoon. 
I will be here tomorrow. I'm going to try to get her to come by here. Okay. That would be good. Get Okay. So, yeah, if, I, would, I would definitely appreciate that. That would be good. Yeah, Okay, I'll look her up. Thank you. 
it. And so what I'm saying to you in so many words is uh, just be considerate. I'm not saying change it because sometimes that sarcasm is necessary. I just say to all of us, even with Sam, you know, being, um, you know, rather, you know, heartless in a sense or nonchalant, whatever term that we want to use it, or even, and I can even say with Mark Gully, being very brash because he's very brash and, and, and to the point, and even whatever the various, you know, um, adjectives that can be used with my stance, a lot of the times those those stances and those characters are necessary. But at the same time, understanding that where we are in the ministry, that we have to be very, very considerate and cautious at times because a lot of people are not where we are and they're not going to understand it the way that we do. So we have to be versatile enough to under to know that that various tones and ways of expression um we have to be adaptable in that because the purpose or goal or intent is not to offend anyone it is just really to give them you know what God told us to give them. Yeah, that's true. So I'm just saying be aware. I'm not saying change from being that way because, you know, I can see a lot of the these same characters in Jesus when he talked to people. Because, you know, when Pilate asked him a lot of questions, what did he say? Who do you say that I am? Hmm. Like, Wait a minute, I just asked you a question. How are you going to answer a question with the question? So, again, it has a lot to do with the positioning, the mental capacity or positioning that one is in when things are said. So what Jesus did at that time, he did, he did answer him with the question, but he also left him with his thoughts as well. Who do you say that I am? Hmm. Because it's not so much of what I tell you, it's what you believe. Hmm. Because I've lived on, I've lived all these days and years already showing you who I was. I've even told you, my father even prepared this, you know, prepared you all for my coming by letting it be announced before I came, you know, to existence in the flesh of who I was. So it's at this point, who do you say I am? Because regardless to what I say, you all have already decided. I mean, my father, one, has already told me what the outcome is going to be. You all have already decided, whether you know it or not, what you're going to do with me. So we're at another point now. Who do you say I am? After leaving with their thoughts. Amen. Because his word, what, is not going to return to his voice. And that's just it.
because we can argue till we blue in the face. It ain't going to change his word. Well, you know, something with that arguing that point basically shows the immaturity that we have not arrived to. Because I've seen Betty go in. Uh Go ahead. What were you saying? I was saying that um, I think arguing the point shows our true immaturity. there's a continuous battle with us being in self as well. Because a lot of argument has to do with us really being passionate about making sure that we're heard and our point is clear. Right. Because we know God works in many ways. Oh, it, it's going to happen again. you see it again. Well, not slight. It is a phase report, but uh, it is. It has been a long time coming, but it is. It's official that I had already had my paperwork and everything done for um, the business, but I was fiddling around with a few things. So I was waiting on people and thinking that I should wait and do something else other than what I've been doing. But I am officially full-fledged a business owner, and I have my paperwork and documents as well as my account, which was a great feat for me. Since I was basically, I wasn't piddling around, but I was just like, God, I'm tired of using my money. (laughs) And that's why I said I hate Sam because he was in my business (laughs) this morning. But I I officially have everything opened, and um, I am doing it, and um, I have a couple of meetings with some people because though it is my – though I I can honestly say I don't know why this is fearful to me, but it just struck a chord in me like, I ain't doing that. Uh, One of my neighbors, we left a table out to – for them to pick up. Um, Jesse was a free table, whatever, and they picked it up, and he asked what we did, and I told him that we did a lot of different things, but we were in nursing, and we do vinyl and all that stuff. He's just like, well, I'm a funeral director, and he's like, can you, how fast can you turn turn vinyl around? I was like, well, it really just depends on what you want. He's like, well, just X, Y, and Z, and I'm like, 
Huh? He's like, yeah, people would love to put vinyl on the casket. I said, I ain't doing that. (laughs) (laughs) And my mama said, yes, we will. (laughs) 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 What people want to put on their casket? That's okay. I'm good. Well, I mean, the the picture, the person's picture with wings and things of that nature. I'm like, I ain't doing that. I say, well, wait a minute. Are they in the casket when I got to do it? No. Because <laughs> listen. The are empty. Because listen, the pressure will be on. The pressure will be serious. <laughs> you know what? You, you trying to make a business. He's not <gasps> asking you to do anything unethical. Barbara, he cuts dead people's hair, and he said he get a couple of hundred bucks for doing it. Of course he does. I know. <sighs> I I I can do it. It just it just it just uh, it's a morbid thought. Well, yeah, because I know that some things are some things are supposed to be sacred. But I mean, I, I get it. But um, but it, it just I guess it was just like, whoa, wait a minute. Oh, but that's believe anything. When he called me, I'm going to put it on there. <laughs> right. I understand. You shell shocked. You told me, what the? Yep. But then once you thought about it, you were like, okay. Because I said, oh, that's insurance money. So they can put whatever they want on it. You can have whatever you like. <laughs> <laughs> you can have whatever you like. Well, I think that we are, um, if nobody else needs anything, uh, if we're done. That works for me. Somebody pray for me and get off the phone. Lord, touch your crazy son. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just, you know, just touch your crazy son, Father. 
already touched. Well, that be true as well. I understand. But, Father, we just ask that you would continue to strengthen and touch him and enlighten his path, Father God. We ask that you would give him an understanding in the ways of truth and knowledge, Father God. We ask that you would touch him in the six degrees of separation, Father God, and we need to ultimately, Father God, do everything that is like you, Father God. We ask that you would keep us in mind, body, and spirit, Father God, until we meet again on this line, Father God. We ask that you would keep everybody safe from all hurt, harm, and danger, Father God. We ask these things in your name we pray. Amen. Um, we need to find out what's going on with Felicia. Uh, I can have. I know you can communicate. Well, Sam can go by there, however, but you can also communicate with her this uh, instant messenger. Oh, okay. Mark. We need to find out what's going on with Felicia. Well, I know I've received communication from her via instant messenger. Facebook instant messenger. So, I'm just saying. Okay. And I'm just saying Sam is in Chicago, so he, you know, has means to, you know, touch her because he can go by there, but I know the point of, you know, means of communication right now that I've had with her was via instant messenger. I think I heard she's doing the Facebook Live thing, but, you know, I don't know about all that stuff. She is. I've seen that as well. Reach out to her sister, and you all want to do the Facebook Messenger thing. Huh? I'll reach out to her sister. Okay. Okay, so she just responded to me. On Facebook Live. I mean, not on Facebook Live, but on Instant Messenger. So. I'll be tired of, tired of him. He get on my nerves. You know, I wear on people after a while. Well, the thing is, um, I think it might, you know, she probably have access to computer, but not oh. phone. Yeah, I'm thinking that's probably what's somewhere that arena. She's fine. Okay. She asked me if I needed a... um, what did she ask me if I needed a, a brain? She, uh-uh, I'm a an, an personal assistant. 
or armor bearer as I go through my transition. That's what she asked me last week, I think. Oh, really? How's she going to do that? Hey. I'm just asking. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Why are you asking me? That's what you said. That's really what I said. I almost going to tell you to ask me yourself. <clears throat> okay. Well, that's what I thought he should do. Speaking of your armor bearer. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. How is your armor bearer doing? I heard from her lately. Who? Armor bearer. Who? Are you fine? And turned into Woodsy Owl. Who? 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 I'm just trying to make sure we on any on the same page. I'm a punch. Be fine. Busy working. I have to do a bullet. Is she moving or is she progressing? Uh, she's moving more than she's progressing. She's doing both though. No. All right, Guardian. You just continue to lead your troops, yeah. I am. I'm I'm checking with, with one of my generals to make sure everything's in order. Now, look, I don't know how none of this armor. Yeah. Well, I would have probably said something out of the way, but. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, I will say that she is. This, I, I will say, despite movement, when she was doing her, um, she was um, she was for her mom, for her mom preaching Sunday. She was more attentive and more um, reactionary and being proactive when she had to do things when she was um, her mother's armor bearer. So she, I think that she is um, grasping the concept of it, okay. and when to move and um, and when to stand still and Sandra and huh? Go ahead and watch the cues and 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 be subtle about it. So it's still watch and see what's going on to know exactly what she's supposed to do and and responsible for. I will um, I will um. Say that. Let's pray for your church for a second. I don't want to lift up uh finally dry. And it'll go this good, it'll come brand, it'll go the day, it'll come brand, it'll go sadaka. 
Just continue to move in that place. The word go forth. Touch them. Throw in them. Minister and love on them. In Jesus' name I pray, man. <laughs> All right. Well, now it's time to get a bump phone. All right. Well, uh, see y'all later. Bye. All right, man.